Today, I'm here to debunk lies. Today, I'm here to awaken you to truth. I'm telling you, if you came for another meeting, you need to go. Today, we are here to, do, to just shift some stuff in the spirit. It's time for us to take God seriously. It's time for us to take God seriously, where we become like mad men and mad women. Where we become like Abraham and you refuse to consider the deadness of your body and the deadness of the womb of your wife and you consider God faithful until you see his word come to pass. Whether it takes 25 years, you said it, I believe it, it is done. It's time for the crazies to awaken. And revival is for the crazies. The ones who you think are unreasonable. I've joined them. I'm one of them. I'm going to say some statements which Apostle said, just, it's okay. If you heard them, don't think I'm trying to, to steal his things. The thing is that a child can't steal from their parent. When my kids open the fridge at home and eat things, they are not thieves, even if it's me who bought them. My things are theirs. Do you understand? So if I say my father's statements, don't say, eh, why didn't you say, just believe I'm not a thief. There is a lie that, that, that says that you will attain greatness by pursuing the things of this world. Say it's a lie. There is a lie that you will attain greatness by pursuing the things of this world. That when you're called CEO, you have arrived. That when you study in university XYZ in country Z, you have arrived. Hey. That if you went to a primary school which no longer exists, you can, that, you, that, you, that now you cannot attain greatness. That your greatness is, at, is attached to something that a human being has made. There is a lie that serving God makes you disadvantaged. It's been working in some of your lives. It's been guiding you to make some decisions. It's been making you weigh the options against serving God and, 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 and serving mammon. You've been weighing things. It's a lie. Pharaoh must go. The times of slavery for the church and the children of God are over. Where there is a veil on our eyes thinking we are at a disadvantage. Well, that clock, I don't know who made it. But that clock is a lie. Yeah, um, yeah, the clock must go. Yesterday, Apostle said that if I was, that the best advice I can give you. And he said it almost to tears. That the best advice I can give you is prioritize the agenda of heaven. The world is going to tell you that you still have time. That you should give your best years to Pharaoh. Make him a priority. That's why you are able to wake up and go to work by 7 a.m. But going to church on Sunday is a burden. That's how it shows up. Once a week. Once on a Sunday. It's too much work. 
And yet from Monday to Saturday, some of you, you're at work by seven promptly. You've been deceived. That's why you're able to save and buy trinkets. But when you look at the tithe, it looks like too much to give to God. That's why you're able to leave your children behind and go to study a PhD in South America. And leave your, three, your, your, your six months old baby. And learn a new language just to survive. But you cannot start a mission or community. why you will go out of your way to learn a new skill that absolutely inconveniences you and is out of your personality type you will do a sales job even if you consider yourself to be quiet and 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 intimidated but you can't go for evangelism we've been deceived you see the one who deceives you robs you but if you find a liar and a thief you usually don't treat them the same you think that a thief is worse than a liar Deception is one of the highest forms of robbery because you don't even realize you've been robbed. That's why a person who comes and deceives you and you hand over your money willingly thinking it's a deal, then it hits you. Oops, I've just been conned. Because when I deceive you, you participate in handing over what is yours to me. A thief is more open. They bang the door. You can't even call for help. But a liar... You participate in helping them take what belongs to you. You give your best years to Pharaoh. We are debunking lies tonight. We are not here for a sermon over to write notes. No. Today, we are shifting mindsets. Today, we are turning on lights. We've been deceived too long. And it's time for us to love one another properly. You look your brother, your sister in the eye and say you've been deceived. Instead of saying, I understand, your job is too, is, is too crazy. No, make adjustments. You're being robbed and you're participating. Can you imagine? I remember a friend of ours. He had just been laid off work. I'm sure he's watching right now. Thankfully, he recovered. And he had all his savings, about nine million. And it was about nine million, his savings, and it was right before his wedding. And he meets a man in Kampala who seems to know his name perfectly, his name which they call him at home. And you know, come and say, Nance, how are you? Then you're like, this person must know me. Eh? We start talking, I seem to know details about you. And then I, at that point, you're looking for a way to increase your money because you've just been laid off. You're about to get married. You have your savings. You're like, how can I increase it? I pre presented to him a deal that was too good to be true. So let me tell you, usually if it's too good to be true and it's not in the word of God, it is too good to be true. And it's contrary to the scriptures. Like when he says, don't be in a hurry to be rich. Get rich quick schemes. Where the money will turn over in 24 hours and become times 10. That's not how God works. God works through seed, time, and harvest. If it is seed, time, and harvest. Actually, no time. Seed, harvest. No time. No time. You are being, Isala, 
Isala. So we've become harvest seed, that one, I don't even know what to call it. So this young man started to talk to him in a few minutes. You see, it's a spirit. Deception is a spirit. He actually went, withdrew all his savings, handed them over to this young man. About five minutes after the man had gone, he said, wait, what, what have I just done? Then he tried to call the phone number. He sat around city square in the rain and first stayed there. I have, I have people here who know that story. They are witnesses. The movie is very bad and interesting. He's, since he's wiser now. You see, that's what I love about God. He's a God of second chances. Even though you've been deceived, that young man right now, I know him. He is building his wealth. Yes, he's one of the smartest right now young men in terms of building wealth, time, what. Right now, he's, he woke up. Because some of us, you've been robbed too, lo too long, but now don't stay there crying in the rain on Kampala Road. Get up, dust yourself off, tell someone about it, let, laugh a little, cry a little, then get up and say, all right, no more robbing me. The most painful robbery is when you participate and you think you are about to make progress. When, anyway, no one forced you, you handed over. In fact, you are there thinking, my God, what an answer to prayer. Ah, sit down. There is a fight for your destiny. There is a fight for your destiny. There is a contending going on this very minute. That's why some of you, as I'm teaching, there are voices in your head. Watch out when someone is teaching and questions are coming back. Your response is quiet questions. You know how we are all sitting looking serious? There are people right now. They are involved in an argument with me. It is loud. Hey. They are about, they, they are, they in fact, in there right now. That, that is not you. It is another spirit. Aha! Uh -huh. Who Jesus was always answering without them saying anything. He would hear their questions quietly, the scribes and Pharisees. And he would answer them. Because he knew demons were at work in them. Do not be naive. Do not be naive. How do you become naive? You are there thinking that the enemy is somewhere cheering you on as you walk into your destiny. That the devil and all the demons of hell are like, yeah, go on, go on, Nance. Go on, go on. Do the will of God. No, 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 no. They are plotting day and night to bring destructions your way, to bring discouragement your way, to show you that God's word doesn't work, to lie to you that it is a disadvantage to serve God in your generation, to tell you delay it a little. How will the other thing work? Why would something else look like it must be better than serving God? If you really think about it, why? And that's how I was. I'm telling you as one who was deceived. Even while I pastored the church, I would sit with my husband and say, for us, when will we also make progress? Because to me, we were not progressing. Why? I had got the script of the world that says what progress looks like. And I had elevated it above God. That's why some of you are making crazy decisions right now. You're living with someone who is not your husband. 
because you want to help God fulfill his word quickly against his word. It's a lie. It's a lie that you're at an advantage to marry a man with more money who despises God than a young man who doesn't seem like he has anything going for him who loves Jesus. It's a lie, young ladies. Yes, but I'm not still in taxis and border border. And I have peace and joy in my marriage. You don't have to give up your dignity to go after what the world has said. It's a lie. Hey! Listen to me. There is a fight for your destiny. You better be aware of it. When you become aware of it, you're going to wake up and start realizing, wait, what decisions am I making? Oh, I've caught you, thief. You're trying to involve me in my own self-robbery. Get behind me, Satan. Today, some of you need to make some radical decisions. Hey, Jesus, help me. This sermon is going to be preached. When Moses was born, sit down, first sit down. When Moses was born, all the male children were commanded to be killed. You see, the devil knows more about your destiny than you. While Moses' mother just had a baby boy, the devil knew there's been a child born in this generation who is a threat to me. If I can kill all of them, perhaps I will have killed one. He's after you. That's why you think that your journey has to be your sister's journey. Your journey has to be your brother's journey. No, honey. When Jesus was born, all the male children below two years were killed by a king. He believed God's word more than the Pharisees and the scribes. There are people in authority in your life who are speaking contrary things to the word of God. And you've elevated them above God. But the enemy can enter the mouth of your father, your mother, your most respected auntie and uncle and start speaking to you. And then you will respect them above the word of God. I've been there where I wanted to be liked so much by my parents that I was willing to disobey and be disloyal to God. But you see, when you're willing to put that over to God, he will bring it back. On his own accord, he will bring you favor before those same men and women, favor you have not worked for. And suddenly you will be the one in the family who is elevated without your own work. But if you do the other one, you will remain small and insignificant. Because guess what? Right now you're not even significant in that family. So what are you protecting? Don't worry. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the demons. When David was anointed as king, I want you to know that the, inno the things that look innocent in your life are not innocent. Some of them look like promotion. They are not. When David was to be anointed as king, think about this. He was forgotten by his mother. Which mother forgets the last born? Okay, his father, I don't know. But his mother. Mama, The children are finished. And even the prophet himself, 
started to think this handsome one must be the one. Even the prophet was starting to get confused. God had to speak loudly. But you see when God has something prepared for you. Your mother might forget you. The prophet might get confused. But I can assure you, he will, God will say, we will not sit until he arrives. But the enemy didn't stop there. The moment David was anointed king, it first looked like a promotion into the palace. It turned into a, a hunting. And some of you are running because when you started serving God, things got difficult. The hunting began. You thought it can't be God. Before I served God, everything looked okay. It's a lie. Had David given up at that point, he would go back to being a shepherd and would never know about an anointed king of Israel. But he was willing for a little while to continue believing the word of God. Should I continue? After Joseph was given a dream by God, and many of you, you've carried dreams in your heart that you've long given up on. What happened next? His own brothers hated him and tried to kill him for it. Then eventually Potiphar's wife also put him in trouble for it. But it was a matter of time. As long as he remained believing the Lord and serving him in prisons, in dungeons, in places where he was mistreated. In just a few years, 13 years, he became the most powerful man in the world. The enemy will present counterfeits constantly. Even today, some of you, counterfeits were presented to you. The problem with the counterfeit is it's difficult to tell it from the real thing. You look at both things and they have the same words. You know, Panasonic, Panasonic, you can miss the eh. And it seems to function just like the original. But it's been messed with. Sconi. Squinny, squinny, sony. Somic. The enemy is going to present you, even this year of revival, counterfeits are coming. I've said, don't be naive. Don't walk around thinking, ah, me. <laughs> me, the devil can't see me. There's a mark on you, and that's not to scare you, it's to make you realize that be alert. Look, that's what the scripture says, actually. In the book of First Peter 5, 8, and 9, you're going to read it with me. Be what? Sober. Wait, being sober. Sit today, switch on. Watch out. Be sober, but don't just be sober. Also be what? Vigilant. Why? Your adversary. <laughs> the devil. Is your adversary your friend? Your adv that's why you're comfortable staying at home things which it's inconveniencing to be in the sanctuary of god but it's convenient to go to work every week save six days a week even yeah? and to the market and to the saloon you make all those adjustments but church vigilant about convenience against the things of God because if it's too convenient it's probably costing you something he's walking about like what kind of animal does it say a killing lion you know what the enemy has a voice that's all he has he's just a noisemaker roaring roaring toothless he has no power apart from the one you give him. 
He's toothless. He's just a noisemaker. He shouts loud against the word of God. He starts asking you, how shall it be? How will you do that? What about your family? What war food day? Now they are going to say, remember what they said about your cousin who used to serve God? Oh my God, you're going to join them. Mama and say, you are a Catholic. They are going to kill you. They will see you online. You're now a pastor. You shut him down. He's just a noisemaker. He wants to get your attention and get you to hear something he has said. That's what Eve fell for. She engaged in conversation with the devil. Never engage in conversation with the devil. Shut him down. He says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may do what? Devour. What's the answer in verse 9? Resist him. Say resist him. Is resistance running? What is resistance? You stand your ground and refuse to move. You get into a staring contest with the devil and you say you will blink first. I am not moving. My position is God said it. I am doing it. If I die, I die. That's where Esther reached. Esther said, you know what? I am going to see the king. If I die, I die. Our generation, if we are going to contend for this revival, we must get, if you're going to be great in your family, great in your nation, great in your community, great in your generation, you must become one who stands fast and you hold on to the word of God and say, it is written, I am not moving my position until I see the word of God come to pass. Yes, painful things will come. Yes, storms will come. Yes, they will despise me. Yes, words will be spoken. Yes, I will feel alone. Yes, I will be lonely someday but I am steadfast I know that these sufferings which I'm experiencing are experienced by the whole brotherhood in the world I'm not alone by the way the first thing you need to do right now is commonize your trouble some of you think your problem is so unique you're the only one in the world who has been chucked you're the only one in the world who is not married you're the only one in the world who has little money you're the only one in the world who they are laughing at. You're the only one in the world with that hair which doesn't grow properly here. Commonize your problem. Every time trouble comes to me, I'm like, I'm sure people are going through much worse. I start to count my blessings. Confuse the devil. Because you see, he doesn't know what you're thinking until you open your mouth. He says, take no thought for your life saying... You can think it, but that thought is not yours until you speak it. It's the devil trying to plant it in your mind. You just shut up and speak the opposite. He's like, wait, demons, you had an assignment. How come that one is speaking the opposite? No, no, no. You're not the first. Your life is good. Hey! Jesus from the wilderness had to contend for his assignment. You know that I'm still on the introduction. Maybe we will finish it next time. Jesus from the wilderness had to contend for his... You see the anointing flows. I've been laughing at my father. I see him with notes. I'm always laughing. I'm like, no, I do have notes. You're going to read one of us? Then the other four, four pages are never going to be looked at. Now it has happened to me. But this is such a good message. It's for me. It's for you. 
You know that Jesus had to contend for his assignment? Please sit down. Look at this in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1. Read with me. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. There's something Apostle taught a few weeks ago about the anointing, that one of the levels is actually testing. It's part of the journey. Can you stand your ground before they give you? You see, when you go to the gym, they don't hand you 20 kgs on day one. They start with a few weights and let the muscles keep gaining strength. And each level feels a bit more difficult. Then it becomes normal. Then the next level. But some of us desire big anointing, but we don't want any trouble. We want it to be kasengeto. You see, in God, we ascend. We don't descend. And ascending requires you to exert yourself. Anyway, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 2, let's keep going. And when he had fasted 40 days, 21 days, and 40 nights afterwards, what happened? <laughs> My God. Uh-huh, let's keep going. Now when the tempter said to him, came to him, he said, do you see what the devil does? What does he do? He says. Do you really think that the devil came in physical form and started talking to Jesus? Of course it was thoughts. Thoughts came in his mind. The first one was, if you're, but really you are the son of God. I mean, Jesus, you know that you're the son of God. The heavens was opened. A voice spoke right before you went on the 40-day journey. Eh? Now you command these stones. Counterfeit. He's hungry. The enemy is not going to come and tempt you with something you don't care about. It's going to be something you desire. You desire a spouse. And then he brings someone who looks exactly like what you prayed for. But for them, they have to test before marriage. Then you say, ah, but he's committed. To who? Committed to who? To himself. I know I'm preaching. What did Jesus do? But he answered, you must answer. Don't be quiet. One of the things I do a lot is I talk back. While I'm alone, I'm alone, but I'm aware that what's going on in my head is a contention. I speak up, I call myself a particular name, and I tell myself, switch on. Stop it. You're better than that. No, that's not of God. Now, Jesus, when he answered, what did he say? It is written. He brought the thing that is unchangeable. You see, the word of God doesn't change over the generations. They have amendments. This generation is a bit soft. It is amendment in verse 5, section B. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not adjust your, his word to your situation. Your situation must adjust to his word. So he says, I'm going to give you a thing that doesn't shake. It is written in Deuteronomy, I think, 6.6. 6. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And some of us, you're compromising because of bread, daily bread. Your compromise is about your needs being met. Ah, I won't participate in fast fruit. I will participate in third fruit. I will have planned properly. Daily food. Don't elevate your daily needs over the word of God. It's a trap. Mm. Let's keep going. 
Then the devil took him up. He won't stop. He keeps bringing more stuff into the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of... I'm sure Jesus was taking a walk up the temple. He reached the high. Then a thought came. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. He even now gives him scripture. You know that the devil can visit you with a scripture. It is written. He tells him, it is written. Actually, well, the same thing you've said. It's also written. Yeah. Shall give his angels charge over you, Jesus. Actually, show them. You don't need to go through crucifixion. Just jump. When they see angels grabbing you, tell them, I am the son of God. They will believe. But that wasn't the assignment. The assignment was that he had to live, be despised. People had to receive him by faith. Because you'd need to keep demonstrating to all of us all our life up to now. He'd keep coming back to show us he's the son of God. Our faith would not be in the word. It is written. Hey, which Jesus said to him, it is written again, <coughs> you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil, the devil, took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. You know where it's pseudo-glory? Eh? Pseudo-glory. Where you get just when you are about to move to I don't know Mpiji, Masaka to plant that church they give you the promotion of your dreams exceedingly high mountain too difficult to resist you say this has to be good quick progress at the price of disloyalty to God's instruction he says to him you look I'm going to show he shows him the kingdoms remember the kingdoms are for Jesus they are his the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ and he shall reign but he tells him I'll give you the kingdoms the enemy starts to present the very thing God has already guaranteed for you and says I can give it to you quicker and easier without the process we've become an impatient generation we fall into traps that look easy if it looks easy we are running for it be careful you think it is God if it's easy. Not always. In fact, God seems to like to take us through the narrow gate. Difficult. Where he trains us and makes us strong in character. Where we become immovable. Where we become steadfast. Where we become strange to the world. They wonder, what's, what's up with this one? You've been through the training school. Where things don't shake you. Everyone is falling apart. You're like a piece of cake. Why? You've walked with him through the valleys. Showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, all these things I will give you. If you do what? See those three words? If what? We'll fall down. Do you know that? Like even, and worship me. I'm giving you this, but you need to calm down. It looks like a promotion, but you're down when you've fallen. Every opportunity the enemy presents to you to disobey God, every single one, is a demotion. gives you the opportunity to eat the tithe say you give it as school fees God will understand I met a young woman yesterday here at worship harvest earlier 
And she came to me and said, you preached about tithe. And you said it should be level zero for us as Christians. Because honestly, tithe is not generosity. It's not. When you return my money, you're not being generous. Pastor Dennis, if I give you my money and you return it, you're generous with me. It is due. So it's just you making sure you're not a thief. So you can't go boasting about tithe as a Christian because it's just that you're not a thief. No one goes around saying, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. Papa, I'm not a thief. Like, okay, uh, where is this coming from? Explain the joy of you not being a thief. So if you're not a tither, you're a thief. And, wow, that amen was so loud. No, seriously, if you eat the tithe, you're a thief. So if you return the tithe, you're not a thief. That's it, level zero. Now be generous after that. Generosity is when you willingly get of what the 90% and give to God. Now you're being generous. But you can't say, I'm so generous, I'm a tither. No, you're not a thief. Yeah. You left the thieves. So she had been, she had been saving to buy a car. And she decided that, her, since I'm trying to buy the car quickly, also the tither will save it. But you know, she told me that how much money she had saved so far while making sure she also eats the tithe. She's trying to buy a car. Hmm? 1.8. You can say we, wah, 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 but we are all deceived at some levels, I tell you. Now you think you're so clever. No, 1.8 million Uganda shillings. That was going to be a very long journey. Of, moreover, on top of that, you're eating the money so that the vara also has access that one you laugh one hey what manner of cash she had reached 1.8 and she was just feeling like if i tithe ha, process is gonna be long <laughs> you see guys you can laugh at someone when they've when they've conned them but when they con you it's not funny <laughs> at that point you really believe at least she's honest so she told me that after the sermon, she said, you know what, I've heard the word, I'm going to obey. So she went and withdrew that, because she knew how much tithe she had saved on that 1.8. Hmm? So she got the tithe and tithed it. And, started, and she said in two weeks, after two weeks after the tithe, her father called her and said, oh, by the way, I've bought you a car. Do you know why the devil was making sure she eats that car tithe of probably 100k? He wanted to keep the car because the tithe was a spiritual releaser of a free car. We are debunking lies and revealing truth. How do you know it's a lie? As long as it's contrary to the word of God, it's a lie. Period. That's why you must know what the word of God says. Romans, no, James 4, 7. Read this with me. Therefore, how do you resist the devil? Because he said there that you should resist the devil and what, what, what? How do you resist him? Therefore, submit yourself to God. That is before resisting, the way to resist the devil is not to fight him. You submit yourself to God. To submit is to willingly go under the authority of another. You submit yourself to God and once you're submitted to God to say, if God said it, that is it. I'm not moving my position. Yes, it is hard. 
I remember after I had left my what looked like a lucrative job. Wow. And we're now in church and, 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 and we didn't have much money. And you know, you'd sit there and start wondering. Eh? When are we going to progress? Because I had decided that progress was what I was seeing happening with the others and not in my life and in the lives of those that... But then when you stop to evaluate the, 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 the fact that God has now allowed you, instead of investing in only... Because by still we invest financially, and you should. It's one of the things we must really contend for as the church. But that God has allowed you to invest in lives. Eternity. That's the opportunity when you serve God. When I'm talking about serving God, I'm not saying quit your job, come and work in the church. No, I'm saying God has given you an opportunity to start that mission or community, to be involved, to give of your tithes and your offerings, to build the church of God, to speak up in your office, to preach the gospel, to be an example, to refuse to take bribes and give bribes, to stand for truth, to live in holy matrimony. Yeah, what does, when I say serving God, that's what I'm talking about. To be the light. Because when the light becomes darkness, eh. Romans 8, he says, that submit to God, resist the devil, and what will he do? That's what happened, because after that, the devil left Jesus. When he finds a believer who is stuck on the word, he gets bored. Akuvako, you're an irritation. And you need to irritate the devil. Yeah. Irritate him. Romans 8, 6 to 7 says, For to be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is? Why? Because the carnal mind is what? What's that word? enmity against God. Why? For it is not subject to the law of God, no indeed can be. I'm going to read another scripture and I'm going to explain this. I think I'll end here. These other ones we shall continue another time. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, but the natural man does not, you're no longer redoing with me, but the natural man may not, finds it difficult to. The natural man what does does not mean? It's not possible. Tasobola. Techisoboka. It's not possible. Insobokobo. Chikabask. The natural man does not. Tasobola. Is incapable of. The natural man is incapable of the next thing. What? receiving the things of the spirit of God why they are foolishness to him nor can he even know them why they are spiritually discerned here is our problem we are trying to bring our natural mind to understand the things of the spirit those two men, they, they, they just don't meet. I don't know if the word is not meeting. 
they are parallel to each other. They, they, they can't understand each other. They resist each other. It's like me trying to, I come and I have a serious message, but I'm speaking it in, mm -mm, Spanish is close sometimes. Chinese to a, not really, I need the language, like in Uganda. Okay, Dr. Emmanuel. I want you to come and make a sentence in your language. And I want Lynette to tell us what he has said. Pastor Lynette is a mnyankore. Bon, ameiru no chilba. Yes, I'm Even if you get the Mnyankola and put them here and beat them and tell them I'm going to cut off your head, tell me what Dr. Ukuro has said. Tell me, what has he said? Okay, the Baganda, Auntie Mwepankanyo, you are very clever. Eh, what has he said? That I'm anointed. I believe you. Guys, that is yours. That's when your, your natural man is trying to understand the things of the spirit. It's gibberish. Pastor come and stand here. Today you're going to be the natural man. I'm the man of the spirit. You stand here. Okay? So now I want you to imagine eh? you are not the natural man. So I come to you and I'm telling you about tithe at our church and fast fruits at our church. And I want you to understand me. Be reasonable. What are you telling me? Be reasonable. What do you mean? Like, can't you see this thing? It works. You get your whole income of January and you give it to the church. School starts tomorrow. What are you talking about? Let me tell you, this thing works. People have been telling us testimonies at church. There's this couple, they got land. Other people, they got a car. It's a cult. The other, when you're bringing spiritual things to the natural man, they are seeing you're being robbed. You're being tricked. You're being deceived. People are like, Bambi, Kala used to think that girl, eh? You know, in school, she was so clever. Yeah, they are in a good, a good head on their shoulder, eh? But man, they join some space, eh? They are taking their money. Go slow on her. Don't overhang, hang around her. Sit. Do you know why? You're the natural man does not, cannot, is not able to know them. You trying to bring your natural man. That's why you must feed your man of the spirit like crazy. That's why you must be in the word, listening to teachings, reading your Bible, memorizing scripture, showing up for prayer one hour, strengthening the man of the spirit because the staff of the spirit is spiritually discerned. You can be carnal while you're born again. Go read First Corinthians. They were speaking in tongues, performing miracles, and at the same time sleeping with their mothers. If you do not get spiritual this year, there is a contention for your destiny. If you do not make room for the things of the spirit, there is a contention for your destiny. Don't be naive.
The enemy is figuring out how to kill you in your infancy in the spirit. He's figuring out how to deceive you. How to present something else as better than what God is presenting. So you must get radical. It's time to get radical. It's time to elevate the spiritual. It's time to soak in the word. It's time to put away Netflix. It's time to put away DSTV. It's time to give up on your friend who on that place where they give out movies. It's time to soak yourself up in the word and get saturated. It's time to know the will of God as it is. Because I tell you it is possible to live in a generation where there is a revival and you are simply a spectator because guess what just because God said it doesn't mean it will happen in your life but also just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist the spirit and the flesh do not mix stop reasoning with your assigned murderer the devil has an assignment to murder your dreams. Don't reason with him. Don't give him room in your life. Serving God is not a waste of time. Giving to God is not a waste of time. Honoring anointed people is not deception. Honoring your father and mother is not a lie. You must be spiritually minded. You must know the will of God. You must elevate the spiritual over the natural. You must become radical about obeying God before you feel it. You must become radical about obeying God before you understand it. You must become like a crazy person. Because guess what? There is a contention for your destiny. God has released the glory this year like never before. There is a next level. It is hidden in the wisdom of God for you. There is a next level. There is a glory prepared for you. Your parents can prepare for you or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. Your boss can prepare for you or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. You can prepare for yourself or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. But make no mistake, there are things that God has prepared for you you he has prepared them for you to know them in this season your eyes haven't seen them your ears haven't heard them they haven't entered into your heart but they are ready to be revealed they exist in a realm of the spirit that's why you're dissatisfied that's why you wonder how come everything looks okay in my life but i feel there is more god is drawing you in blessed is the man who god draw, uh, who god causes to draw to him blessed is that man who starts to feel like there's a drawing respond to that grace say yes to the things you're afraid of before you qualify before you understand before you figure it out it's time to say yes it's time for our generation to arise just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you just need to turn on the light of god worship harvest i need you to go and find the sermon that apostle mose preached yesterday at streams of life there is an impartation in it for you turn it on play it and pray in the spirit it's short but there is something in that sermon Today when I was stuck on what to preach, I just listened to it and something just opened. There is something in it for you. It's in your spirit. Just have to pray in tongues. The thing you desire is in your spirit. The wisdom you desire is in your spirit. Strengthen your spirit, man. Strengthen your spirit, man. It's in your spirit. It's in your spirit. It's time to contend for the things that God has prepared for us. They exist. We refuse to be deceived any longer. We refuse to be left behind any longer. 
it's time for us to grab a hold of truth yes you start to get revelation in the word of God like never before the things of God will not bore you anymore it's not by power it's not by might it's by the spirit of the living God today destinies have been realigned in the name of Jesus don't be a spectator in this moment don't wait for some drama just lean in and grab a hold of something grab your next level make a sit randa kapele boshi prata no more deception in the name of Jesus. Mokosita. Mama.